Here's the conundrum. Okay. Are you, Luke, scared when you get in the car and drive? Not Typically. Any, not anymore. Not anymore. I used to be very afraid. Yeah? What happened? I got used to driving. Okay. How do you feel about public speaking these days? I feel... Whole, whole like, crowd of people, like, TED Talk level. Very scared. Very scared? Yeah. More scared than driving? <laughs> Another, yeah. Much, much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's, this is interesting. I don't want to come back to that little comparison. That's how I normally used to start this off. I've been doing, like, this idea of the myth of failure for a while. And we talked a bit before around why it's really important. I want to start off where, like, where the fear of failure comes from. One, like, why, why are we afraid of it? And two, why, why is it important for this first little bit? And then we will have, we, the plan is, and who knows, strong plans loosely held, mm. to do about, do this as a series of like 12 kind of video, YouTube videos slash podcast episodes, unpacking one by one the ideas that have led me to the conclusion, personally, that failure is a myth, but everyone else will have to make up, including you, Luke, impressionable, fine young man, their own conclusion really when we talk about things like yeah so the concept of failure itself we'll talk about anti-fragility which goes back to our good friend nasim taleb mr taleb mr taleb and we'll talk about the idea of risk you know i have very controversial opinions on the way most people look at and view risk mm. so that is the that's the starting point so yeah why do you think the, the for me there's an asymmetry to what you said driving is probably much more actually dangerous than public speaking yep <laughs> and uh, it's actually funny you said that because i had a i had a car accident you've had, someone, yeah, you've had a car i've had a car accident yeah. nothing i was fine yeah. and the the other driver was fine but i was running i was i was driving through a green light mm. someone just came through the red and smacked me right but even after that experience i was still when i get in the car it's not like i'm still more afraid of public speaking yeah and do you have any theories as to why the difference i mean a while ago i would say i'm not 100 percent sure but obviously speaking yeah. with you i have yeah. more more of an idea and just knowing myself a little bit better it's more not i'm not familiar i'm not accustomed to public speaking there's mm. something within me that's still i mean doing podcasting and stuff like that brings you a bit out of your shell but there's something about being in, in a group of people everyone looking at you mm. you can kind of feel that intensity yeah. and you just get nervous yeah it's it's fascinating okay mm. the familiarity point that you raise that's that's something we should we'll go into quite a bit i think and that's funny take some of the th why why i think this is that really important when i talk about like the conversation the conversation starts with the education system if we talk about that you know that's one of the themes that gets me up in a fit the 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 conversation soon leads to there are only two obstacles that really stop people from doing most things they want especially if they're you know kind of western you know or some sort of like you know, semi-comfortable economically society awareness and fear they're the two things that really hold you back. Because in a digital age where technology and scaled services and co you know costs of doing things like setting up businesses, like new ways to, you know, recording podcasts, we're in a very, this wasn't around like 20 years ago. This is like almost not a, not a thing to everyday people sitting here recording stuff that anyone can watch. We don't, and it'll be around forever. 
potentially our great grandkids might watch this and think, gosh, they were uninformed. It's just like the, the what you can do is infinite yep. now, mm-hmm. infinite. So what stops people from actually doing it? A lot of people are scared to record something like this and put it up there. Um, but they want to. A lot of people are, are not aware yep. that they themselves can do it, even though they see maybe someone like Luke, who's a Muppet, an and, and Joe, pun- who's, who's an even bigger punter, <laughs> codger, as we like to say. Even even they won't do it. And you can take anything. You can take, it might be something kind of careerish. It might be something like starting a business. It might be something like just saying something that needs to be said. It might be talking to girls or it might be talking to guys. It might be going for a promotion. It might be going for a raise. It might be trying to hire someone. It might be an opportunity that you think is out of reach. This is everything. This is the, the failure. The fear of failure to me is the, and the failure of awareness, which is, I think is maybe the only real failure is a failure of awareness which will be a conclusion, I think, at the end. This, Im- this invisible wall is one of the biggest forces that just stops people from living properly. I can't state it any, slimp- any simpler than that. And that little example you've, we've unpacked there, we'll take that into the next episode and talk about something we talked about podcast a long time ago called Astro the Dog, is such a powerful way to open this up. I mean, I was terrified I always talked about this when we used to do workshops on myth of failure. I was open with terrified at 18, probably even 19, maybe still at 20, terrified of speaking to girls. Absolutely terrified. Why, <laughs> why do you think that is? Oh, it's just, there's just this imaginary hyperactive defense system of mm-hmm. like, what happens if this, that, that, like, what's it? What if there's an awkward silence? What if they laugh at me? What if um, I get rejected? These things felt like the end of the world. When objectively, like, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, if you talk to, go talk to someone who catches your eye at a bar or a cafe or something, there's all this resistance to it, even still, because partly like why you don't have to go talk to every single attractive person you see. Yep. That's one point. But what, like, why there's nothing objectively that like, objectively, like what can actually go wrong? What pain can you actually endure? What, what? calamity can you never come back from but you just get this your body has this response Mm. and you know now it it wasn't a problem i was just at the snow i was on chairlifts with you know strangers because i was skiing on my own half the time and you know talking this lady and she talked about her her kids went to a co-ed school we went to an all-boys school Mm. there weren't women around Mm. you sometimes socialize with them outside but i was nerdy i was inside studying most of the time so she's like oh you probably had real difficulty i go yeah i did because they weren't familiar. They weren't in the environment. Yeah. In but, primary school, we had girls around. Wasn't scared of talking to girls. <laughs> when I was younger. Yeah. Okay. Then it gets introduced later. And well, what's objectively scary about... In fact, you have every incentive to from like experiences, um, you know, procreating, <laughs> marriage, you know, long-term relationships, all that exciting world that lies behind talking to someone you're interested in or whatever is like a very relatable example so there's every logical reason to to go and overcome the fear and the fear it's like does it even serve you mm. you're worried about failing so here's where we're at here's the conundrum there's this logic gap logically 
There's no reason why you should be afraid of trying the business, starting the podcast, talking to someone, telling someone how you feel, starting a conversation, going for something left field, changing up a situation that's not working for you in life, work, whatever. There's a logical gap, right? And what people often do, they'll invent stories as to why that is a real concern, why they won't do something. So the podcast, they'll say, well, it might not work, right? I won't start a podcast because it might not work, which is, you know, you, you listen to, I get these very fun listening to these from young people sitting there thinking that doesn't make sense because why does it, what does it working mean? You're saying it won't be commercially viable. Is that even the reason to do it? You know, that she might not, that person might not talk back to me. And, and then you think, well, why is that the end of the world? If you go talk to someone or you tell someone you're interested in them and they say they're not interested in you, why is that the end of the world? Now you know. So there's this logic gap and fear is 0% logical. 0% logical, really. Yeah. Oh, not 0%, but a lot of the social situations. When you look at black and white version of reality. So, so the, here's, this, here's this problem. What's on the other side of this fear wall is that you have every reason to actually go and do it, but people sit on the other side and they'll often invent stories as to why they're sitting there. And they'll often, Jim Carrey has this good quote, disguise, fear disguises practicality. Mm. It'll often be the answers why they won't do X is so they can do something more practical. I'm so suspicious of that word because there's very little things that I see people doing that are actually practical. Well, it's, it's <laughs> off if I've just observed myself. For example, if you come up with a rationalization, yeah. it's, it's just to keep you from doing it. It's not the actual thing. Exactly. So yeah. people talk in rationalizations. Yes. Right, and that's why society is confusing. It's so hard to figure out what people actually want to do because they have this mechanism of disguising it from themselves. So, if that's not enough reason to dive into the myth of failure, because I'm going to argue, and you're going to try and tease it out of me. It's your job mm -hmm. on their behalf. You're, and, and you're going to tease out if I'm actually making sense or not, and yep. if I'm just off a rocker again, yet again. I'm going to argue that that thing doesn't exist at all. That the concept of you could do something and you could fail is a, is a meaningless sentence. It has no weight. It has no shred of reality attached to it. That's going to be the case I argue in this little series. And the, fir the first thing I take away from what we've talked about so far is that you can't reasonably identify with this because there's no shred of reality attached to why someone like you would be more scared of speaking in public than driving a car where you can actually die mm. <laughs> yeah there's no logic yeah there's no well we'll see we'll see if there is logic so that'll do us for this one and now we'll be back and we'll talk about that example a bit more and unpack it with the good old astro the dog <laughs>